We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com.
Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. It is Wednesday, and my name is DJ Trainer. Joined on Wednesday, as I always am, by Josh Hayes. You can find Josh on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. You can find myself at TrainerDJ. Of course, that'll be in the show notes like it always is. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Please feel free to leave a nice review unfortunately here in the madison offices i am crunch for time so normally josh and i and myself would go over all the box scores give you a breakdown and everything but you know this is going to be a short podcast as you probably already know since you downloaded it we're just going to have a free-flowing discussion about the nba about fantasy we're going to see what happens maybe we'll uh we'll start a new dynasty of a podcast here josh yeah, you know what? Um, I'm glad that you mentioned this, and that I'm glad that we're sort of like just opening the floodgates for whatever today because um, I, I need some help. Okay. And I think you're the guy to just to, to help me out. I trust your opinion. Okay. You, you've got a sound, you know, mind of shoulders. So this is the way I, I'm looking at it. You know, I, I'm thinking, all right, you know what I need to do? I need to diversify myself, you know, diversify my personal professional portfolio. Okay. So I've been looking into voiceover work and I was like, hey, you okay. know, voiceover stuff is always something I thought would be kind of cool to do, you know? And I was like, hey, why not I run one of my like sample voiceovers by DJ? see what he says you know and, and you and the listeners too you guys can feel free to chime in rip me tell me it's awesome whatever you want on twitter at josh hayes fs so. you are taking this free-flowing idea to a whole to a whole another level but all right let's kick it off let's do it yeah, we will eventually um, talk about the nba i promise yeah eventually I'll, I'll make sure it's not too long i promise okay right, let's do it all right so here's my sample voiceover intro all right and uh, i figured you know what why not just have like dj star in this intro, okay, <laughs> or this in this movie voiceover. So, here we go. I, I, I'm gonna do this like movie trailer style, okay? So it would go something like, in a world where turnovers know no boundaries, five wolves come together to complete a mission that has never been done before. DJ Trainer stars in Frozen Two, the story. Of Ricky Rubio's true shooting percentage. <laughs> now available on VHS and Betamax. What do you think? Um, first of all, I love the storyline because you know I'm a massive Ricky Rubio hater. Yes. Um, so I like the storyline. Voiceover. Okay. Little James Earl Jones getting the vibe going. Like it a little bit of that. I feel like you put a film over your microphone for that. It was very good. I, I wish you would just kind of go a whole podcast talking like that. I'll die. I'll try as long as I can. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin the day I ever asked you to talk in that voice. Anything else? Any other storylines? That's a good that's, one. That's all I got, man. That's, that's that's everything that I worked up before the show. I just wanted to just say, hey, you know, maybe maybe it's time for me to just start branching out just a little bit. I love the pods. You know me. I love hosting. Love co-hosting. We always have a great time on the show. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to just see what's out there. You know, and um, I'm, I would like to bring you along so if i get i'll if i can put if you want to put together like a script okay or something like that of, of frozen 2 you know then um we we can you know uh, you could it'll be like you standing in the corner with like a you know um a gun 5000 you know what a gun 5000 is right no what is that that's that automated basketball machine that shoots the ball back to you when you're shooting jumpers you know? Whoa! No, I do. I have not seen this before. Oh man! Okay, okay. You you play basketball? I'm assuming, right? Like yeah, just pick I, up whatever. Yeah, pick up games. Playing tonight, actually. 
Oh, perfect. All right. So like when you reach the pinnacle, like you're CEO of Rotowire or whatever happens in your life, you hit Powerball. Okay. Uh-huh. You have to go out and buy a gun 5,000 gun 5,000. Like every NBA team has one. Like you could, it, um, it has a big net that catches the ball, like for makes and misses. Okay. And then it, and it'll automatically feed the ball back to you. You can, and, and it has a shooter, like on four different spots of the machine on like the, I guess the stancha part of it or whatever and um so it it can kick the ball out to you on the wing it can kick to you the ball on the baseline up top of the key it'll automatically pass every ball to you and it'll keep track of your makes and your shooting percentage that's like completely awesome so interesting uh gun 5000 into google um you get a lot of power washer results and then if you do (laughs) nba gun 5000 into google you get a picture of raymond felton so i don't know exactly um exactly i I still don't know what it is i'll have to do some extra research i will say about your voiceover i mean let's put your name in bold lights with the don lafontaine's the ted williams the dc douglas the walt disney's and josh hayes i think you're right there already and and man this is just only in in all Honestly, this is your launching pad for that. Yeah, I, I hope so, man. You know, so, you know, I, I'll say this. I won't forget the little people when I've okay. made it into the... <laughs> A.K.A. me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh, let's talk about some basketball. We do only have some limited time. Uh, real, Draymond Green is going to be rested today, Wednesday, against the Nuggets. Of course, the, the Warriors are on the first end of a back-to-back, and they'll be playing again Thursday against the Lakers. Um, two-part question here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they should be taking on a Popovich philosophy, one? And two, would you rather rest against the first game against the Nuggets, which Green is going to do, or would you rather be resting against the Lakers on the second back-to-back tomorrow? Um, I say rest both because you're going <laughs> to win both. You're winning both. Okay. Uh, you know, so, um, I mean, I actually, the Nuggets gave, uh, gave them a little bit of a run last time out uh, when they played in um in denver so that that was like fairly competitive but in all honesty this is like a 15 deep roster right now like like i mentioned before jason thompson starting power forward forever for the sacramento kings can't get two minutes on the court um uh, with this team so you know empty the clip a little bit let the mcadoos and the spates and everybody else um you know do their thing leandro barboso is probably a little bit underutilized there as well so yeah let it all free flow clay and and steph have no problem taking extra shots uh, so, and you know, you, you've got Harrison Barnes back in the lineup and Iggy. So yeah, press both. This is, you know, and, and if for some reason you felt like you, um, had to get Draymond in the green in a close game or something, put him in, in the fourth quarter, if it's tied or they go to OT or something like that, there's no rule that says he has to sit out the entire game. If you get into like a crunch time situation where you want your best five players on the floor, let him take the sweats off, you know, but otherwise then try to rest them both because you're probably double digit favors without him in both matchups. One thing I would say though, is that I'm assuming he's not really participating in shoot around or he's not hustling as hard as he has to in practice. And so there's a lot of mental prep and a lot of, I don't want to say dumb reps, but there's a lot of little reps that you have to do as well um, to get ready for a basketball game. And so maybe that's, that's one thing just mentally it's nice for him to take the night off, especially since, he is averaging uh, 35 minutes a game, 34.9 this season. And thank you for sending me that that video of the, the basketball. <laughs> yeah. 8,000. It's, now, it's, it's 8, now the gun. That's 5, the problem. I, like the last time I checked into buying one, it was the gun 5,000. Now it's the gun 8,000. <laughs> so, all 
right. All right. Well, now I have that, and I've got a six-minute YouTube video that I will watch before this podcast is over. So yes. try to try to guess when I'm when I'm zoning out and zoning back <laughs> in. Um, what else should we talk about here, Josh? Obviously, this is a free-flowing podcast. I will say that Coach Luke Walton, interim Coach Luke Walton, is the uh, coach of all time. Yeah, the, the wingiest coach of all time um, mm-hmm. at zero and zero, technically, uh, mm-hmm. said that everyone else will be available Wednesday night. So it's it's just Draymond Green, the heart and soul of their team. We'll rest out. We'll see how that is. Um, yes or no, does Luke, or, does Luke Walton um, end up coaching a different team by the end of the season? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Be, uh, but, you know, I don't I don't think it necessarily should get as much credit as he does. I mean, obviously, this is nice and, he, and you know, that it's it's a great brain trust to learn from. And um, I, I don't know if you remember S- Steve Kerr uh, or um, is it Joe Lacob, um, the, the, the owner, am I pronouncing that right, of the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors owner, anyhow, that his major criticism of Mark Jackson was the fact that he refused to hire, spend all the available funds that um, he made to him to hire top-notch assistants. So he had his assistants, and they were like, listen, why don't go go out and get the best staff possible, or um, no, spare no expense. And he's like, I, I like my guys. Now you have, you know, the Golden State Warriors, which is, you know, aside from Luke Walton, is loaded with like former former head coaches uh, that are um, that have uh, have a ton of NBA experience there. So it's a great learning treat to come from. And I won't be surprised, but I don't think he should be the first man up. I was actually sort of surprised that they gave it to Luke, but you know, all well and fine. Uh, only question I have is, do the Golden State Warriors do this if Steve Kerr? Um, was the head coach instead of Luke Walton. I think the answer to that is yes, and then that means that Luke Walton probably doesn't deserve as much credit that, 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 that he has. But when you have a successful... Um, thing that looks like it's going to be long term. You end up graduating a lot of people like Bill Parcells did and Bill Belichick and you know Greg Popovich in the NBA. So I won't be surprised at all if, at all if that happens. Um, just to sort of piggyback on the coaching news front, a guy who to, to me never should have been unemployed, Tom Thibodeau, uh, looks like he may be the next uh, Nets head coach. They've re- reportedly reached out to him, so that's like to me the best hire that you could probably make um, in, in this point. The, the, uh, I think he's an excellent coach. Probably not a guy who gets along with management well. Um, but the track obviously record is, not. <laughs> yeah, but the track record is impeccable. You know, I think management of just course. needs to pipe down just a little bit if the guy keeps, you know, putting you, um, you know, into some super deep playoff runs. So yeah, uh, would be a great hire for me. I, I think in, in if the Nets grab him, what do you think here? Um, yeah, no, Thibodeau is going to be amazing wherever he goes. I think Scotty Brooks is also a nice option, somebody that was probably undervalued for what he did, actually managing egos and managing talent when he had Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. Now, of course, he lost Harden and refused to start him, so you can say what you want, and maybe you thought that they should have won some championships. But his career, his tenure in Oklahoma City was marred by major injuries to those three guys, and uh, if you want to include Ibaka, those four guys as well. And so I think he kind of got the raw deal here if he was to coach this year and next year i still think that we consider him one of the top coaches in the nba so he's certainly on the market luke walton is on the market luke walton thibodeau scotty brooks who would you rather have on your team and let me also throw in um mr espn van gundy and also mark jackson if you can have you know you're kind of starting your team who would you want as your next coach See, that's a scary thought here overall because I don't want Lou Walton because, I mean, I think he's riding the coattails of a puppy. He's like the Barry Switzer 
of the NBA. You know what I mean? Like you walked into a championship team and you're like, oh, people think you're awesome. And really, if there were no coach, they would still win a ton of games. You know, they're just too talented. They already know what they're doing. So there's that piece. Um, the second part of it here is the these all these guys are like coaching nightmares for different reasons. I think I like the best out of the group is Van Gundy, but I don't think he really wants to coach that bad because he's had a million offers and he always ends up saying no. He's like the John Gruden of the NBA or John Gruden is him, the, the Jeff Van Gundy of the NFL. Probably the other way around. The second version of that is, <laughs> is, is more accurate, but they keep getting awesome offers because they know they're quality coaches, but they don't want to deal with all the like the bull crap that comes with managing NBA players and all those personalities and, you know, ha- having an answer to the media and all that crap. They'd rather be media because it's a lot less pressure and they can say what they want and not have to, you know, have the pressure of making the playoffs or wins. And I think it's a much cushier job, to be honest. Yeah, no, uh, you're right about that. And I, and I think um, they're, I mean, they're making comparable money and, mm-hmm. you know, they're in the limelight. They're either much more well liked. I mean, you could, you could go both ways on that, I guess, if you, if you get on Twitter and, and list and see the reaction to them during the game. But I will say, um, when you're a winning coach, it's fun. I mean, ask Luke Wadden, ask Steve Kerr. But if you're a losing coach, those guys just look depressed as all. Yeah get out and especially if they're there for the whole season and and both of those coaches Gruden and Van Gunny have been through that and so you know they just don't want to torture themselves Um, and so it's an interesting one I think Scotty Brooks I think all those guys except Van Gunny are going to end up at a team somewhere over the next three or four years Uh, Thibodeau I think would be the only guy like I just don't know what Thibodeau does while he's not coaching he just doesn't seem like he's a person that can you know exist out there in the world if he's not coaching or barking at somebody Um, I don't think he's like an and that's why he's not an analyst somewhere right now. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, he'd probably no, just be ripping people left and right. You know, which we know be, he's, it'd he's be probably entertaining, but yeah, yeah, I think he's probably drawing up defensive sets for somebody's YMCA team right now. You know <laughs> what I mean? I, I, that's what I think. He's like, uh, let's let's keep the free flowing topics moving. We're literally just jumping around at, on a whim here tomorrow mm-hmm. in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orlando Magic will play the Toronto Raptors. Um, obviously, the NBA is trying to grow the game internationally. That's been a major focus and something they've actually done quite well by marketing individual players. Um, that said, this is the only game in London this year. Um, of course, there was the Mexico City game with the Kings and the Boston Celtics earlier on. But I'll say this. Are the Magic and the Raptors two teams that you would ideally send to London? And do you even agree with this having regular season games in the middle of the season overseas? Um, well, it depends on what, what perspective you're coming from. Like, if I'm a fancy player, I don't like it, you know, because that's a lot of travel time. And, you know, what you end up happening is having, like, you know, teams that only play two games in that week or something like that because of the travel restrictions or three at the most. Toronto so, plays one game this week. Yeah, so that's if you're what looking I'm at that, it's, yeah, it's yeah. garbage. Right. It, right. It, 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 it sucks for fancy value. But you know what? Actually, if, that might, if you're in head-to-head weekly leagues, that might not actually work out because you just sit him the one week and you have to come up with another replacement. But, but then you're like, in for like a five game weeks probably somewhere else to sort sure. of catch Toronto back up on pace so it could come up and come out and end up benefiting you and uh, on the end and hurt you in the short term so there's that piece of it from a NBA player perspective uh, you're probably not crazy about it either maybe it's a cool experience to go overseas because people treat you like rock stars since you're the only game coming this year uh, depends on how you look at it there but from like I guess from a NBA ownership or business perspective it's, it's definitely smart 
for sure. You know, you see what London and the NFL are doing and how popular that, that is and how they do just like week long press junkets every day. There's some sort of event that happens leading up to the game, you know? So um, it's just smart for NBA to pick a piggyback on that. And the, I, I think NBA has actually been more of an international sport than any other sport out of the f- four pro sports. I mean, you could maybe say hockey, but hockey just doesn't have a market share that, um, you know, NBA has. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely smart to sort of take a page out of the NFL's book and continue to do that. I, the other thing, too, is, like, if you really want to be, like, a forward-thinking NBA or, or like, pro, you know, sports entity like the NBA or NFL or something, like that, everybody's looking for a way to find out how to, like, put a team somewhere in London and make it work. The NFL's been threatening to do it forever. The NBA actually has, like, a little bit of a better shot because um, NBA is an international sport, for one, and, so the, and they could sort of pool their European resources to, to get an extra team of, of players there. Like you only need 15 players. So it's not like you have to, you know, rip everybody else's team apart to create an expansion draft or all that, uh, all that stuff like that. And, um, you know, um, they have a, a shorter schedule than say something, somebody like baseball, uh, for, for example. So uh, the travel is particularly brutal when, you know, if you're a road matchup in the NFL and you're flying 16 hours. Well, I think, or, or, yeah, I think the NFL has more of a shot just because you only play 16 games. I mean, you just said it, Josh, you can have an NBA team play in five different cities in one week. And so I, I don't know if that works out well for London, for NBA. I mean, it's certainly interesting. I think, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting question to be asked. I would think there would be an NFL team move to London faster than anything. But obviously, the whole league is going to end up in L.A. in the next couple of years. Um Give me last thoughts about that. Who, who, who are the two ideal teams you would like to send to London and just be an ambassador for the game and really grow the game in London? Obviously, I'm assuming that you wouldn't say the Magic and you wouldn't say the Raptors who are playing tomorrow night. Uh, oh, okay, so we're talking about NBA teams that have like uh, market issues, I guess is what you're what you're sort of saying. Well, I just think if 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 like let's just get on the bandwagon here and let's mm-hmm. say we're trying to grow the game in London. What two teams would we send over there right now? I'm Warriors, Clippers, Warriors, Spurs. Oh, we send to, the Lakers, oh, to, Knicks. Oh, so to to put on the, the show, put on oh, the show, sure. Yeah. Um, no, no, sorry. I, I just mean if, for tomorrow, not not for like not for an expansion team or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, I don't know. See, I don't know if this is feasible, but I mean, ideally, you'd want to send like Warriors, Cavs. Sure. You know, but you know, then that means somebody has to be has to take away from one of their home or road matchups, you know, and I don't know how you make that fair. I don't even know how they're actually making it fair now. Well, um, you know, you know, I think I think this is must be a home game for the Raptors, but they get the all-star game. So it's kind of that that makes a little like, more sense. You can have the all-star game, but you got to go play one of your home games in London. And that's a fair trade. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can see that happening over, overall. So, yeah, not 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 a not a bad compromise overall. But if you're selling the game, you put your bet. You want Steph Curry. You want the the face of the NBA world right now in there. And then you know the number two guy or number one guy, depending on how you look at it. And LeBron James. You want those two guys uh, over there overall. They probably don't want it want that to happen. They probably rather play in their own home court. But you know, um, can't have it uh, perfect. So. Josh, uh, we did see a trade. I think Joe Harris was traded yesterday. It honestly was was very minor. But who is the first notable player, household name, if you will, or, or pseudo-household name, uh-huh. that will be traded this season? It seemed like Markeith Morris was on his way out, but now he's starting to see time off the bench and trying to reconcile in Phoenix. Who do you think is going to be the first player out the door this year? You know what I would like to see? 
um, happen, and Markeith Mars is definitely on that short list. Sure. I would actually, I mean, this is like selfish, first of all, so full disclosure here. We're going, you know, turning into the Sacramento Kings portion of the podcast, okay? Uh, but as I would we like often to, do. As we often do. But I would actually like to see, um, and this probably doesn't work out salary-wise, but I, I don't know, We can. I can pull up ESPN Trade Machine see if it does. Because uh, Do you ever do that, by the way? Just oh, mess around with the Trade yes. Machine? Yeah, I love it. The Trade Machine is awesome. Yeah. Um, Joakim Noah to the Sacramento Kings, who wants out, for Darren Collison and Willie Cauley-Stein. What do you think of that? I think that's pretty fair um, uh, overall. I think Noah is going to get moved. I don't know why you wouldn't move him. His value is still pretty much what it's been over the last couple of years. And in all honesty, he's shown a lot of athleticism. And I think that he his trade value is great. And he can help a championship contending team. He's, he's the type of player that you want on your team if you want to win games. In all honesty... Um, Darren if Collison making five million. Darren Collison off the bench behind. This Derek is one of those works. I mean, that's fine. I mean, one of the knocks is that you need a you need a reliable guy behind Derek Rose, which is just so funny. It, essentially, that means that he's not an elite point guard anymore. Um, Willie Colley Stein is just is not. That's the true asset in this, and I don't think that he is much of an asset, especially when you're looking at the Bulls' front court. I mean, if you're going to get rid of Noah, then that's kind of coming with, well, then Bobby Portis is going to play. They don't need somebody like Willie Cauley-Stein when Portis is arguably just as good right now and could potentially be better in the future. Willie Cauley-Stein is obviously better on defense and help you protect the rim probably better than Portis. But I, when they get rid of Noah, and if it happens, I think that's because they feel confident that Portis is going to step into the Taj Gibson role, and Taj Gibson will be stepping into the Noah role, which, by the way, with Noah out with the shoulder injury, has worked just fine so far. Yeah. Okay. So, and by the way, that trade does not work. You'd have to. We'd have to get somebody it's too much like, salary for Noah, right? Um. Yeah. You'd have to add somebody like I think if we add Ben McLemore, it works. But I don't know if Chicago feels better. Uh, about their their roster, like it's, it, you know, it, in some respects they're much deeper uh, there as well sure. because you, you can actually play a Darren Collison at the two, and it might be smarter for them to just move Jimmy Butler to a to the three. I know he likes playing to two guard, and I think I know he also likes to think that he's a point guard. Um, but in all honesty, like think about the the top guys that he would have to guard in any scenario that 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 has the Bulls like going deep or winning a championship he's going to have to match up against LeBron he's going to have to match up against Kevin Durant he's going to have to match up against the biggest beasts um, out there you know uh, no you're right about that he, effectively he's a small forward because that's who he ends up guarding I think that Darren Collis and Derek Rose backcourt would get torched, though, especially if they play somebody like Toronto. Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry, DeMar DeRozan would, would take them to town. And defensively, it doesn't – I mean, they're a new team. Fred Hoiberg is a different coach than Thibodeau. And so, you know, maybe he'd be more willing to get a little more offense if you have he Collison said he in the door than Heinrich. Yeah, you know. Um, so. And Collison is one of the fastest players in the league, quickest, fastest, however you want to look at it. So that's – I mean, Teams are number two in, spa- in, in pace in the NBA behind uh, – Golden State. I'm just looking for reasons for this trade to, to come to fruition. <laughs> you like Noah. Of course you like the Kings. I mean, we know Boogie's not going to leave, and I'm not sure why they would give up on Cali Stein. I mean, they kind of they overshot him. I mean, in reality, they should have gotten Moutier, right? If we're looking well, back at the draft, me and Nick talked about this yesterday. I'm not sure Willie Cali Stein, if we did a redraft today, would be in the top 10 or even in the top 15. Well, I don't. I know they were projected for Moutier. I did not want Moutier because I already thought, one, Darren Carlson played 
his best had the best season of his career last year before he got injured. So point guard wasn't a, a, a supreme need like everybody else rated it for, for me. I knew they were going to go get Rondo because they needed to make a splash, and that was the best available high quality player in free agency. That you know, and Rondo never wanted to come to Sacramento. He was just left with that. This is the only team that wants yeah. to pay me ten million. You know. And so, by the way, his stats this year are just as good as they've ever been. Right. And the only one good thing of that, like, sort of sold him on Sacramento is that he's good friends with Rudy Gay. So that ended up working out. The one thing I will say here is um, you, you, you take a look at um, the roster overall between the two players. I mean, Derrick Rose isn't long for this team either. Darren Collison could be a guy that could actually step back. You're not going to start Ann Brooks long term. You're not going to um, and I don't think they're going to like pay Derek Burroughs 20 million again. Not after these injuries. Not after like him like not even buying into being like a team guy uh, overall. So and this is the other thing too. When you have a guy like um, Joakim Noah complaining about wanting to get out you automatically downgrade his his uh you know trade value. Uh, and people people know that you're sellers, right? Uh, so um and you know what and if you if you, you you take a look at they have sort of a hole in this in this roster because I don't think Mirtich is a good fit as a three. They're sort of putting a square peg in a round hole there, and I understand what they're trying to do. Um, but all honestly, he's a stretch four that should never be like left to guard threes overall. And if you have Jimmy Butler guard threes and somebody else has a mismatch somewhere else, either, you know, um, yeah, at the two or, or elsewhere. So I, I, I see what, you know, what the problems could be with this trade. But Joakim Noah needs to end up somewhere. And, you know, it actually might be a better bet for them to trade Derrick Rose, but that contract in the injury history probably makes him untradeable. I don't know how you can get $20 million or, you know, or, or within 20% of that in, in salary back and still make it all work out. So. Yeah, there's only a couple, I don't want to say dumb teams out there, or teams that are, would be willing to do that. I'll tell you who they are in just a second. But before I do that, um, DraftKings, Josh, you know, we both love it. We're going to be playing tonight. We play essentially every single night. You two listeners can be part of the action all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy basketball basketball partner of rotowire with daily fantasy you don't need to spend months micromanaging your roster you, all you can do is play whenever you want pick a new team every time you play don't pick willie collie stein go for costa kufos do what feels right out there you can challenge your friends in a custom league to prove you're the superior gm or square off against basketball fans from around the country for big prizes of course you can go to draftkings.com now and enter promo code rotowire or roto hoops to play for free draftkings.com once again the official partner of daily fantasy basketball of rotowire uh so two teams i think that would be willing to take derrick rose would be the knicks um just because and <laughs> Prokhorov and the brooklyn nets so the knicks and the nets i think would be foolish or dumb enough or think you know kind of live in the past like they have so often with other players thinking that it would be a good fit otherwise i think chicago just has to ride or die with derrick rose for the duration of his contract so die, Derek. <laughs> Essentially, Josh. Right. Unfortunately, we only have a couple more minutes. I do have a uh, one thing I want to ask you, and then if you have anything up, we'll, we'll close with that. Um, I'm looking at the young, the sexy teams that in three years, if they retain their cores, they could be championship contenders. And so right now, I have a few. I want to throw them at you, and you tell me which one has the most promise. So okay. Utah Jazz with Rodney Hood, Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the Minnesota Timberwolves, of course, uh, with uh, Andrew Wiggins, Gorgie Dang, Carl Anthony Towns. Take what you want from that young team. Milwaukee Bucks, Middleton, Giannis, Parker. And then also the other team 
team I want to throw in there is the Orlando Magic, who Peyton, Oladipo, Fournier, Harris, Vucevic, um, mm-hmm. coming off the bench, Hizonia. Out of those four teams, in three or four years, who's going to be the closest at contending for a title with the players that I just mentioned now? I'm going Frozen 2. When we're talking about Minnesota from here on out, it's it's not the T-Wolves, it's Frozen 2, okay? Um, and, you know, they have – you didn't even mention Zach Levine, by the way. Mean, right. Lean, Zach yeah, Levine. sorry, I was just doing a quick read. But, yes, you're yeah. entirely right. Wiggins is a superstar, okay? He, as far as long as he wants to keep continuing to work, uh, working on his game, he could easily be like a perennial all-star, okay? Carl Anthony Towns has the ceiling to be, uh, you know, I don't – like, to me, I'm trying to figure out, like, what's a good comp- – like – well, he's a he's, to me. I don't really know if he's actually a center, to be honest with you, because I feel like he, he his game and his style is is a little bit closer to somebody like Anthony Davis, um, you know. Uh, so, and I think that he has like the like the overall basketball IQ that Chris Webber had, you know, like a great passing uh, four who can shoot the jumper, defend, you know, he does everything. So there's like they they could have two like of of the top 12 uh, players in the NBA on that roster if they, 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 you know, reach their, their peak or their ceiling. So there, and then we haven't even talked about Zach Levine, who we always like to, to compare as a poor man's Russell Westbrook. Um, in that way, he just, he de- definitely does has to improve his outside shot. The only concern I have about Levine is how hard of a worker is he, you know? So I don't know he does just to me, he just doesn't, he doesn't scream like, um, you know, gym rat, uh, but the athleticism is crazy. So, I there think, you have that. Yep. I think, uh, unfortunately, we got to get going here, Josh. I apologize for the short pod this week. My two cents. I agree with you that Minnesota probably could be that team that, that is challenging. Orlando, I like the Skiles higher, but I'm not sure they have. The, the pieces they have are nice and young, but I'm not sure collectively they're going to do much. Minnesota, they got to get a coach. If they get a good coach, I think that, yes. I mean, you're, you're entirely right, Josh. Your argument was, was very valid that they could have, you know, two of the best players in the league in a few years down the road. So Minnesota, young sexy team of the rotowire wednesday fantasy basketball podcast we'll see if that changes week to week or at the end of the year uh until then we'll be back next week tomorrow thursday will be nick whalen and james anderson josh any more voiceovers you'd like to get out in the next 30 seconds i just no i don't have any more voiceovers yet i'll work on it for sure so we can all right but are we going to get sued if we use the title frozen 2 that's the concern i have hey i I was going to bring that up i'm pretty sure that's (laughs) in the works almost in theaters right now copyrights up the wazoo um but you know i think we're bigger than the frozen franchise so we might just kind of take on the honest of uh, a frozen 2 altogether we might just you know just take it over yeah or what we'll do is we'll like um use like like an o like or like the zero for o sure. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. people are like it's not the same that's a zero you know not an o and then then we're good I think right. that, that, that should probably work out fair enough uh head over to rotowire.com forward slash pod pod for a free 10 days access to rotowire um you can check it out get all of the breaking news and scoops on the nba you can also check out our daily lineups which we do we confirm every lineup before they happen um each game josh been great sorry it was short you can find josh at josh hayes fs you can find me on twitter at trainer dj it'll be in the show notes thanks so much for joining us i will see you next week and so will josh see you guys they're gonna kill the love of my life if i don't go back to what i was doing this friday our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless how far would you go for love you steal truck bring it to me then you make your money is it dangerous of course it's dangerous nicholas holt felicity jones with ben kingsley and anthony hopkins all this trouble all this pain for love 
Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.